Oftentimes, society wants us to check a box. I'm a mom. I have a career. I'm an entrepreneur. They tell us to niche down. But what happens when you want to have it all? Welcome to the Multifaceted AF Podcast. My name is Kay, and my mission is to help men and women everywhere own all of the pieces of who they are in every way. We're going to be joined by guests and friends that show us what celebration of taking up space in all places really looks like. Now let's dive in. Meet Fena Fenelon, CEO and founder of the So Phenomenal Agency Group. Fena is a Boston-based brand culture consultant specializing in strategic use of branding tools to showcase the diversity, richness, and dynamism of cultures around the world. With a keen eye for design, messaging, language, and storytelling, Fena helps businesses, organizations, and communities unlock their true voice and connect with their audiences in an authentic, intentional, and impactful way. Fena and her agency have made a stamp in the city of Boston. They have been the go-to experts for all things branding in and around the city. Boasting a vast portfolio of successful projects and happy clients, Fena is committed to creating meaningful and memorable experiences that drive results and make a lasting impact. Welcome, Fena. Thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> so Fena of So Phenomenal Agency Group, a creative genius in my eyes, the creative juices behind so much of my brand. So, so much of the multifaceted mama brand came from you. And I appreciate that. So I don't know if you remember back during the height of COVID, um, me reaching out and us working together. I do remember um, now. The logo, several of the shirt designs, um, a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth. A lot of back and a forth. A lot of back and forth. But I talked to you about um, your patience as a creative, but also your anointed hands and the fact that you were really able to bring so much of what I had in mind for this brand to life and how much I really do appreciate that. So I'm happy to have you here with me today and to I'm talk to you. To be here too. And you know what? What you just said basically kind of fits with my why. Mm. One of my whys. Okay. Is seeing a brand come to life absolutely and i think that's why i kind of transitioned from graphic designer over to brand management or having a brand agency because once i do a logo for you it's like i don't know what you're gonna do with it you might not do anything absolutely i might not hear back from you but with brand development i can see growth i can see stages i can see how one person can go from zero to a thousand and i and what's funny is right before we started filming I was like, I forgot that I helped develop multifaceted. Absolutely. Mama. So no, being absolutely. On this year means a lot. No, definitely. Um, and it's just like, wow, I went from COVID, pandemic, the conversations, the calls, the back and forth, yeah. especially with the t shirt. Yes, a lot <laughs> of back and forth. <laughs> To now being on a chair, being Absolutely. interviewed by you. No. So that's an honor to be here. Absolutely. It's definitely a full circle moment. And I, like I said, you, your creativity was important because there there really is an art to that. It is not just, ta- I mean, it's taking the words, but there's so much that went into kind of bringing it to life. And I really do appreciate how you were able to do that. Bringing it back to this idea of being multifaceted. What does being multifaceted look like to you? What does being multifaceted mean to you? How are you showing up in the world? I'm a woman of faith. So I believe that when God created me or any one of us, we are not meant to be just one thing. And I think that a lot of people, because of how limited of their thinking and how they live their lives, they cannot accept how other people can do multiple things or they can't grasp 
that other people can do multiple things. Also, being multifaceted also means that you're not a, you are overcoming circumstances. You don't allow circumstances to limit you. You don't let circumstances stop you from what you need to do, where you need to go. It just needs to be done. And I think as a Black woman, we are the example of that, of juggling life, juggling relationships, still showing up for not only ourselves, but other other people who are around us. So I think that being multifaceted is in itself a superpower Absolutely, that I think that we underestimate because we sometimes identify it with doing too much. That's very real. I think that that's something that I hear often where people have kind of fought against that or been ashamed of it or felt like it's something that they had to hide. The idea of your several different things. Um, I've had situations where people are like, you need to pick one. You need to pick something. You need to, you, you can't be a mom and a this and a that. You can't have a career and be an entrepreneur and do this. And I feel like that's inaccurate. You can absolutely check as many boxes as you want. I don't have to check a box. I can do as many things as I want to. So I think that that's very real. I have heard that echoed a few times where it's like people have almost wanted to hide the fact that they have these either special talents or dreams and aspirations of doing things outside of what might be the norm or what might be accepted by society. Um, But that's a big part of what the brand is meant to be, that it's okay to kind of walk in this fact that I am not going to check a box. I'm going to be all the things that I want to be. I'm going to show up in the different spaces and places that I'm in. Exactly. And be authentic and be myself and not have to water myself down so I can fit into whatever the stereotype is. Um, So there's a lot. That's a lot of what the brand is meant to represent. So doing that, but then also celebrating it and being proud and not feeling like you have to hide and do these things that you're excited about or that you're passionate about. I will be honest that it took me a while for me to accept that for myself. Absolutely. And I think because you hear you're doing too much or choose one yes when other people are not they don't understand i have to also understand later on with of course growth and self-reflection that your vision and how you live your life is not meant to be understood by others absolutely your calling is not a conference call it's not for everybody it's for you yeah so (laughs) it took me a while for me to get there it took me a lot for me to get to a point where i don't need to conform just based off of what my new title is when i especially when i started my career i was just like okay let me be the Chris Jenner. Let me just wear a whole bunch of black. Let me just make sure that I look like I got a blackberry in my hand all the time, making sure like I look busy. But I was also the creative that was just like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do this. But I just now put a new hat on, which is the no uh, the entrepreneur hat. So I need to show up as whatever I thought was how an entrepreneur should show up. I had to erase all of that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to show up as Fena. And I think that me showing up and letting go of all those restrictions that I place on myself that I essentially took from other people and I put that burden on me, I was losing a sense of myself. But the second I put myself out there, I was like, oh, this is actually a little bit easier. Absolutely. Because I'm just like, I don't have to censor myself. I don't have to change myself. I don't have to uh, change my wardrobe or anything like that. I was like, okay. Got it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is so much of what the brand is meant to represent. That's so much of the stories that we want to tell is what that looks like to kind of show up authentically who you are. So a lot of who you are is a creative, a black creative. So talk me through from a representation. Black and fine. (laughs) A black and fine creative. So talk me through what being a black creative means to you. Life. Okay. I say life because 
being a black woman, I'm going to say that a lot, guys. I'm going to say that a lot because guess what? I'm a black woman. Um, black women, I believe in my whole heart, are the originators of creativity. So for me to be a part of that huge community of black creators means a lot to me. Also, what really means a lot to me is the fact that I can represent for the younger girls because what was your favorite show growing up? The Cosby Show was definitely one of my favorites. So with The Cosby Show, I I grew up wanting to be Claire and it was Fresh Prince I wanted to be Aunt Viv. But it's because those are the representations yeah, of black women. Absolutely. That held a very powerful position, but they were also moms. They were also fashionable. They were also funny. They also led their household, although... They were still submissive, although I, I'm old school. I still believe in submission, guys. I might be an alpha, but I still believe in submission. So for me, I was like, okay, I grew up with something to look at. I was like, oh, what can I do to... That's actually why this actually falls into my why. I don't. I didn't see me in the position of using creativity and using art and using imagination to create the world I want to see, you know? And so for me, that means a lot to me, for me to be in this position because I I represent all the women because te technically, even if the black woman, any black woman who doesn't technically consider themselves a creative, they are creative. Whether they are writing, whether they are problem solving, in any realm, they are creating paths for other women. So that's why it means so much to me Absolutely. to be a creative now. Absolutely. So talk to me about what your product looks like. So like, what what is the outcome of your creativity? How do you put your creativity out into the world? Hey. <laughs> Not in the packet that I got, <laughs> Karima. <laughs> um, uh, Although my product seems to be more digital, what I am able to produce, whether it's tangible or not, is an experience. I think that that is the best way to explain okay. it. Okay. Also, I'm I'm also letting go of designing as much, but I still dip, dip and dabble a little bit and still designing. So whether it's from the iPad, the computer, using Adobe, or seeing, handing it over to the client and they're sending it out to print and it becomes physical, hence, yes. <laughs> Brought to you by Multifaceted Mama. <laughs> the designs come in alive. That's what happens. The art they comes come to life. They exactly. come to life. Or even Black Silverfest, where it's not even about the actual branding. It's actually the energy and the space and what you were able to provide. Thinking about the human experience from entering in to out. I can't really think about the specific product because it's, it's everything. It's everything. It is everything. And I think that that's real. You kind of talked about the fact that, like, it's, I created a logo, but what is the brand? Like, what comes of that? Like, the, the fact that the brand evolves from that. I think that that's, that's really impactful. Um, so that's that's important. It's important work that you're doing. So you talked <laughs> you talked about Blacktober. Are you mad emotional? <laughs> you talked about Blacktoberfest, which is absolutely a vibe, and it's more it's more than the branding. So it's not just the name of the event. It's not just the logos on the cups. I still have my Blacktoberfest cup from a couple from a couple years back. It absolutely is the, like a curation. Like you're curating these events. You're curating good vibes. It's very special work. That is very special work, and I think it's special because it's not something that we see all the time. I know being a black millennial um, in, Bo in Boston, exactly in Boston, um, vibes are not always easy to come by. It's tough. So you know where, I don't, I don't talk about this a lot, where Blacktoberfest was birthed? Where was Blacktoberfest birthed? 
It was birthed out of frustration from the appropriation of the word boxer braids. Yep. I can I can definitely see that. <laughs> I can I, definitely see that. At one point, L.A. was advertising, get your boxer braids. Get your boxer braids. And I was like, that shit's... Hey, cousin. <laughs> that shit is called corn rolls. So not boxer braids. They're not boxer braids. And mind you, I'm not a hater of Kim K. I actually love uh, a lot of the things that she does uh, professionally. Um, but that really just bothered me. How something could be so glorified and culturally because of who has it on but not accepted from the source so i was like you know what let me appropriate something of theirs so literally i said i at that point this is when i decided to go entrepreneur i probably only had like 37 dollars in my account and i went on facebook and i said hey guys i'm hosting this in my backyard it's just a celebration of black that's it it's called black toberfest I don't need you to do anything but wear an affirmation shirt. That was literally the first time. And then what was very telling as to I knew this was something that people needed. Again, I only had like $37 in my account. People hit me up like, what can I bring? And now it went from just coming from a source of frustration to now community. Absolutely. And so I was like, oh my gosh. So crazy enough, when I decided to go public with it, I was very scared because, again, like starting a business or even exposing art or you're, it's still exposing a part of you. And although I do have an extroverted spirit, I am very introverted. And so I like to keep a lot of things in. And how I was able to organically bring people together and see the need that the city needed, um, it made me realize how much that we're neglected in the city of Boston in regards to the black faces and people just forget that we are historically essential when it comes to our history books. A lot of people that we read in our history books that were black or implemented in our black history in some way or form had to pass through Boston. So why are we always neglected and skipped over? And so that really bothered me. So I was like, okay, so I'm able to organically have a group of people put together. So I was just like, I'm in branding. I'm able to do this. Let me use my opportunity to connect with brands, to bring brands over to a demographic that they think that they have access to, or they think they know what they want, but they don't. The objective of my guest is to have a good freaking time. But what my job is, is to bring access to uh, brands to a demographic that they pro my guests would probably never shock. So I'm just like, it's a double, I would say double-edged sword, everyone wins. So I was like, I, I kind of figured a way for me to still use branding and experience where the guests are not only learning, but they're gaining network, they're gaining experience, they're gaining how branding should be, especially in a white collar city as Boston. Definitely. Yeah. So Blacktoberfest, starting thinking about Blacktoberfest, starting with the $37 in your account, in your backyard, um, to a bigger kind of curation of an event that happened with the Embrace Gala. Talk to me about what that looked like for you. The Embrace Gala, first of all, being even called for that, to be honest with you, mind you, it was funny. I was at the groundbreaking. So I even went to the groundbreaking. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a statue coming. Oh my gosh. So I was excited. I was like, okay. I was I was already working with King Boston. So Embrace Boston before it was called Embrace was King Boston. So I worked with King Boston 
with their Embrace Festival. It was their very first festival they were doing. And um, I didn't attend it, but I was able to, we were able to design the overall identification branding for it. So I did not attend because I was in Greece. They hit me up while I was in Greece and they were like, we need to talk when you come back. And I was like, what do we need to talk what about? What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? And so I landed back in Greece. I did not know what they wanted to talk to me about. A couple days passed because, you know, jet lag is real. And I was like, okay, let's set up a time to talk. We talked and they were like, we just want to say that SAG, which is so phenomenal, agency group, we just loved what you were able to create because it was fun. It was popping colors because they're more corporate. Segue. Sometimes with these nonprofit organizations or these corporate organizations, they're so used to a certain look that... I like to push the limit sometimes so that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. You don't know what you like. Exactly. So I guess what I had produced for the festival, they were like, wow, it was in our face. Like it was, it was, you know, loud, but it was tastefully done. I was like, okay, well, we have a statue coming that we want to unveil on Martin Luther King weekend. It's of Martin Luther King. At the time, I didn't know what it looked like. No, I didn't. I'm lying. I didn't. I didn't know what it looked like. Um, And I was like, huh, this is technically, I'm a part of history. So absolutely. I was like, I'm absolutely going to do this. Um, I will say, like any job, um, I did not tell a lot of people that we had been hired for this. But that's how I moved. For me, it's more so, it's a job. It's a career. Like I said, before we were filming, I said, I lead with me first before my career because my personality, you should see me first. So, if I'm at some, if I'm at an event, I'm not gonna say, "Hi, I'm Fena. I'm the CEO and founder of Sofanamano Agency Group." If that job is taken away from me, who am I? Exactly. So that's how I look at it. Absolutely. So I didn't tell a lot of people about the 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 gig up until like the week before, um, and people were like, "How long have you been on this?" I'm like, "For about like seven months." I'm like, "You didn't say anything about it." I'm like, "I'm just gonna live my life. I'm just going to." live my life I was walk, working in nine to five would I be showing you that I was working my nine to five all the time the experience was good now I will say in my opinion and I don't think anything that I'm saying is wrong um in regards to the embrace I just wish that um it was publicized more to the general public because it, uh Martin Luther King uh definitely was a, a citizen of the city that I wish that it was advertised more so that there was more access to the community to be more part of it. And that that would be just my only thing, just because I feel like a, that might have been a little bit of a rift um, at the very, um, once everything was going on. Like, I think a lot of people thought that they were excluded, which wasn't the case. I just think that there was... It just wasn't publicized. Yeah. No, but it was a beautiful, I mean, it was a beautiful event. The branding Cheers. was on point as usual. Yes. No, so that's, I think that's big. Had, like, is that one of the bigger... Um, kind of things that you've worked on? Yeah, it was the biggest. I, I can't even say. I don't know what else to say. It was the biggest. It was the most monumental, you know, double entendre with that one. It was just an, an amazing opportunity to be able to work with them. Um, and I'm looking forward to work with them um, even more. And also, I know this opened other doors. Absolutely. Like, even one of the doors that opened... It's, I'm not an influencer. I don't like the term influencer i hate it i'd rather impact than influence, absolutely whatever so because of that event i wore a suit that weekend in that suit might be our shooters right here hi shooter hi shooter and the brand hit us up and um i bought that suit the day before 
and it came overnight. And I didn't try it on, but I tried it on at the gala. And um, and um, they hit us up after the weekend. After the weekend, they hit us up and they were like, "How can we collaborate?" And I was just like, "Okay." They were like, "We don't have any money to pay you." And I was like, "It's fine," because they're a small business as well. But I also don't look like I don't look at every opportunity it always has to have a monetary is very attachment. Real. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I looked at it as, okay, so you have an impeccable product, but you're small. You just don't know how to market yourself. And your brand doesn't show any black people that look like us. You're a regular schmegular. And so I was like, don't worry about it. Is there a way that you could actually send us the suits? Me and my team. And they, they're sending us the suits so that we can shoot it. And Guess who's over the period of direction of it? We get to do that. That's so good. I wanted to do that so that we, they don't have any say over how it's moving, how it's going. Um, and we wanted, we want, we definitely wanted to come out in March for Women's Month to highlight um, specifically Black women who are creating spaces and experiences and branding the world. Absolutely. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. You talked a little bit about impact over influence. Um, what would you like your impact to be? Like, what would you, how would you like to impact the world around you? I always leave with like a genuine heart. That's one thing I will always say, like something that I, I can leave this earth today, tomorrow. Now I think I know that for the most part, my genuineness, is that a word? Genuineness? It can be. My ability to be genuine in all aspects, no matter where I am, whether it's on social media, in person, on church, at church, singing, blah, 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 all these things. My energy does not change. It doesn't waver. Um, I think what my might waver is that if my spirit's off, I may have to either exit or I'm just quiet. But other than that, my genuineness doesn't really change. So I think that I get approached a lot in, in public about, oh, my gosh, I just love your spirit. When you, I see you and then it matches in, in real life. So I'm just like, that's what I I want that. I don't really ever want anyone to ever feel anything below themselves when they're around, around you at all can i answer the question you did okay. i think that that's important lift kind of lifting others like being genuine in who you are and having that kind of effect and rub off on others so what's your impact um my impact i would say that the idea of celebrating authenticity so i think that that's very real for me i try to so i try to lead with that in any space that i'm in just kind of showing up as myself and trying to encourage other people to do that too. Like I'm very big on trying to pull that, similar to how you talked about like your spirit and lifting others, I wanna pull that out of other people. So whatever it is that's in you, oftentimes I'm looking at, um, I, I see things in people. So I'll see like kind of potential. You'll kind of talk about like these maybe one-off skills or talents that you might have, but I consider myself to be um, very big on identifying synergies and identifying ways that I can leverage synergies. And you can kind of put these two random tasks together, these two random skills together and turn it into whether it's a career, it's a side business. So I feel like that's something that I'm very skilled at and that authenticity and showing up who you, as who you are and celebrating the who you are and kind of leveraging that and using that to shine out into the world. So that is, that's kind of my impact. I just want to say you literally, you're sitting in your impact right now. Because even when you were explaining that to me, I was just like, you're sitting in your impact. But it's also funny because I was just like, a true brand sto tells stories. And I'm just like, for you to say that and also for us to be here is also like you are a, not only a, te not a testament, but living proof, but you're doing it right. I appreciate that. In regards that. to <laughs> highlighting stories and having other people share things about them that 
maybe other people don't really know absolutely about but you're giving them the space to absolutely do that, do that. so congrats i appreciate you're that, doing that boo. I, I appreciate you're that, doing that boo. i appreciate that <laughs> i appreciate that okay so we are going to switch gears so we're going to go over to our affirmation card deck oh my god um so you know how i feel about these affirmation cards so pick a card any card any card My thoughts, my desires, and my reality are coming into alignment. Okay. What does that I mean to that. you? What does that mean for you? So first of all, I love the word alignment. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Zoom in on the card. <laughs> I actually have a tattoo of a line on my Oh, really? My collarbone. Look at that. And everyone thinks I got hurt. That means the tattoo artist did a good job. So I, it's a line, but it's done in red. So it looks like a scar. So I did it in a straight line for a reason because no matter what has hurt you, what scarred you, your end is still going to be aligned. Your journey is still going to lead you to the end. That's amazing. And so, so when people are trying, like, do you were you hurt? I'm like, no, no, but thank, <laughs> thank you. you, thanks for noticing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Imposter syndrome is so real. I think a lot of the times that we doubt ourselves, but at the same time, like all of our thoughts that we have on a daily basis, even sometimes in the negative ones, will always lead us to our path it's how we act or react to them is actually what really leads you to your end goal also alignment could also be realigned even if your negative thoughts ever bring you somewhere else you could also pull yourself back and then you get back on on your path so my thoughts my desires everything that i want will come into reality okay mine says my ability to conquer my challenges is limitless and i think that that's very real so one of my challenges is similar to what you talked about like i'm an introvert um, through and through. I actually do have the ability to turn on my extroverted side. And... For someone who's introverted, I see you around a lot. You do? In the same place as I'm at, though. So we're both way. introverts just outside, introverting outside. So that doesn't really count. But like, in my heart of hearts, I am an introvert. Um, So it is a challenge to kind of step outside of that. I think that with this brand, with kind of this calling, it's I'm being called to kind of step outside of that. I'm being called to tell these stories. I'm being called to be front and center. And that's a challenge for me. So it's something that I'm working to overcome. But my ability to conquer those challenges is limitless. And I'm learning that it is a process. But I'm working through it. You know what? We put the limitations on ourselves. We do. Absolutely. That's it's absolutely. Um, that's very real. And I've always said that. And I like I have journal entries where I literally say that I know that I am my limiting factor. It's like a hose. So you turn on a hose at the source and the blessings are trying to come through. Right. But if you put a kink in the hose, it doesn't matter how much the blessings want to come through. It can't come through. It might be a, dri a dribble. And like you're just seeing a little bit here and you're seeing a little bit there. But the full potential is not coming through. And I know that I'm the one holding the hose. Like, the blessings are there. He's turned on the hose. He's, re like, they're ready to flow. But I'm the one holding the hose. So that it's is like something. It's I'm talking to a mirror. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm the issue. It's you know, true. You see the, the meme? Am, like, am, am I the drama? drama? I'm the drama. Am I, am I the drama? I'm the drama. I'm the drama. I think I'm absolutely the drama. It's very real. But I think that self-awareness is very important. So being able to see that and be aware of it. And to acknowledge it is the first step. So acknowledging it is the first step. Working to fix it. So kind of coming, working to overcome those challenges is something that um, is top of my list of priorities and goals for this coming year, this coming season. Was there ever something that happened in your life that you didn't think that you would overcome? I mean, you're clearly here. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that means you no, overcame. Something in my life that I didn't think I would overcome. So what I would say is after the passing of my husband and kind of go like just 
the idea of creating a new normal. It wasn't necessarily something I didn't think I was overcome. I just had no idea what that would be, what it would look like. Um, so that was a learning opportunity. I think it's still a learning opportunity. It's been eight years. So we just, like this past January, was eight years. Um, and I just remember being in the period of time right before his passing, right after his passing, and just not having any idea like what life would look like. So it wasn't necessarily something I didn't think I would overcome because the reality is like, I know life goes on, but it was just, I had no idea what life would look like. And I think that when I talk about kind of what this brand has meant to me, it came from the kind of picking up the pieces and trying to put together a life. So what putting together a life looked like was going to school. I was in school still, um, raising my son, working. I built a career for myself. It was very important to have a career um, so that I could provide for myself and my son. Um, and I was moving in these in and out of these spaces. So I was going to work. I was a part of professional associations, so doing like philanthropic work um, for nonprofits. I was being a mom. I was I had these things that I was passionate about. And as I was seeing the different pieces come together and I was kind of moving back and forth between these different spaces, um, it kind of came to light for me. Like I it really I was kind of thriving in these spaces. I was um, shining in these spaces and it felt good. So I was it, it was like a full circle kind of moment. I didn't I had no idea what it would look like for me. And as it as the pieces came together um, and I started to see what this new reality was I was existing in these different spaces authentically who I was um, and it became kind of a badge of honor it really was a superpower for me to see myself in all of these different spaces doing well after kind of the obstacles that I had gone through um, so that's kind of where the the origin story of the multifaceted mama somebody who can kind of celebrate the different their authenticity in these different spaces and places I also considered the obstacles as being a part of the multifaceted Absolutely. woman. Absolutely. There's a lot that we don't talk about. There's a lot of things that we smile through. I talk about it sometimes. I, I sometimes talk about it. I don't talk about it too much. But I think that there were two things. Like when my brother passed, I didn't think I was going to get through that. But I think that, I mean, he's my angel. So I say I consider my angel. Reason why? Because in 2013, 14, actually 14, that was I was diagnosed with colon cancer. I think you knew that. And so... I think that was a point in my life where I didn't think I was going to overcome. But during that time, I think there was a moment where I had to undo my thinking during that time because I literally looked in the mirror and I was like, I look like myself. So nothing has changed about me. And so literally having this thing inside of me, but I was still operating as Fena, still operating, operating. And to a point where I had to finally share it. And when I shared it, people didn't understand how I was able to do to it. To be who you are, yeah. And I, would th I think a lot of it attri attributes to who I am originally. Like, I'm just like, I literally had to wake up in the morning. It was just like, I look like the same person. So nothing has really changed besides my circumstances. And I literally am like, it's either going to take me or I'm going to take Absolutely. It, or I have to take it. Absolutely. So that's my experience. I didn't go into detail because that's too long. No, but that's very real. Exactly like you said, this, like it's the circumstances, but the kind of showing up despite the circumstances. Um, and we're called to do that. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. It's being able to, like I said, be authentic in this space. Like you are going through what you're going through, but you're also showing up 
um, how you need to show up. This is for everyone. If you need a break, just take it. Absolutely. I'm very much pro-rest. I'm very much pro-break. Um, self-care is not selfish. It is absolutely important. It's imperative because you can't pour from an empty cup. I booked a sleepcation. I love those. I need a sleepcation. I would do staycations, but the sleepcation is when I just literally just book a nice little hotel for Fena. And I just sleep. Like, um, I'm just going to sleep. That's it. I mean, I love naps. Anybody that knows me knows that. I mean, I could do it at home, but when I'm at home, I'm always picking up something. It's true. I'm arranging something. It's true. I just don't have the focus, so I have to book it and go somewhere else. Now, if they could sponsor my stay. If you could sponsor my stay. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I did it without coughing. And it was an honor to have you. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, where we celebrate the superpower that is being multifaceted. If this resonates and feels like home, make sure to send it to a friend, colleague, or someone close to you and write a review so we can continue to grow, connect, and celebrate. Until next time, continue showing up as your true self and taking up space.